0: The people, the places, and everything that
1: makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat on Radio Tab. Oh trying to tack onto this field stylish luck, then we go back in the field to French Hustler, back towards the tail in third last place, second last Durant and Hunter Island at the tail of the field, Jar heads up in about fourth spot as they come to the turn Sharanda under siege from Ladud as they come to the home turn, the Glenda Bell runner moves up, puts the pressure on the Townsville Cup winner Kenny respond as they come into the straight Royola to the outside moving off heels as Eshiel as straighten up, Argento back in behind them down the outside Van Winkle and Balenty coming from the back of the field but back along the inside SEL Balenty Matty Gray goes for him our local star he's going to take the cup Balenty he is a star for the Central West he gets up by two lengths on Van Winkle Riola, back in behind them uh, the top weight, SEL, making up ground, stylish luck. Royola back there, I may have called. Le dude
2: had his... Yeah, big weight. It was in the market. Now won 11 races, of that horse, for Ray Herman and Matthew Gray. Matthew's been battling, it's fair to say, in southeast Queensland. So good to see him take a feature out in the country. Rob Luck joins us. A terrific, exciting call there and primetime coverage, Rob, for Longreach on the weekend on the Sky
3: Network. Good morning. Yeah, good morning, Steve. Thank you for that. And yeah, very exciting to have the Longreach Cup uh, meeting go to Sky One and Radio Tab, of course. Uh, it's the second year in a row for the club, and we had a fantastic day with a crowd numbering from six to 700 under the COVID rules. So, and it was very exciting across the board in country racing, Steve, because we had the Country Cup's Challenge Heats commencing over four venues as well as the Country Stampede. We'll be reporting on that this morning in the first segment when I'm joined with my my special guest to do reviews of these uh, series. But also we had Fab's Cowboy at uh, Gladstone. When Tony McMahon comes on, he'll uh, talk about how he racked up his 40th win in his career. So across the board, the country racing very strong. And as we heard with Valenti there, this horse is a star for the Central West. And it's getting to be so exciting looking at this series that commenced over Longreach, um, Ewan to Room and Mount Isa on the weekend and what we're going to do Steve uh, as we count down to the final on Bushbeat we're going to review the uh, heats as they occur and this morning uh, welcome to the show Andrew Watts back to Bushbeat he's going to help me go through these uh, series heats the both the Stampede and the Country Cups uh, good morning to you Andrew welcome back to Bushbeat.
4: Good morning, Rob. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, listeners. And, uh, yeah, it was exciting to see the first chapter uh, behind us with the four winners of both uh, the Stampede and the Country Cups Challenge uh, booking their spot in Brisbane. Um, As I've said uh, quite some time ago, it's uh, it's a tough one, isn't it, for trainers um, that may qualified nine weeks out from the final where do you go and um that's all going to unfold in front of us but yeah rob in your call we we heard ballante and he's the best in the west isn't he He's um, 11 wins seven minor placings from the 30 starts four from five at long reach over the track and distance uh length of three quarters by a short half head was the margin there One thirty-five fifty-two. the time he ran time significantly quicker than the other mile race in the day um, yeah, there's not much more you can say about how good he's going that horse and I uh, confirmed yesterday with Maddie Gray that he will be heading to Brisbane, so that's fantastic that we'll see him lining up there at Durman. And Rob out of the beaten brigade, I thought Van Winkle was sound in second row, all way out of its skin in third, and Eshiel, the one to watch going forward, he had the sixty four kilos seven weeks between runs. Um yeah. only beat just over three. Yeah, Belenti's
3: been up for a while, Andrew. 21st of March, he's had 12 runs since then. He's had nine wins a second and two fourths, and those two fourths came on a Saturday-Sunday combination on the same weekend. But this sizzling five-year-old, to me, has really put it together with the distance uh, range now, too, because he's had three uh, wins from four starts at the 1600. There's no doubt about him at that distance. If the, if the race was run at Long Reach, you'd back him as an odds-on favourite. I think he's had four wins from five starts at the track, but you mentioned Van Winkle and Ryola. What I liked about this uh, particular run uh, earlier in the call, uh, he got back in the dust and he was resenting it a bit. Matty Gray moved him three and four, possibly five wide around the 800-metre mark. He was behind Van Winkle uh, at that point, as well as Ryola. The others were doing it up tough up front. But he came with a sweeping, sustained run over probably 700 metres. And he's got this ability to come from the back and he's got the ability in previous wins here, sit on the pace in in third or fourth and just sprint. And uh, if he can maintain this, he's now proven himself at the distance. He's now got his spot in the final. Now it's up to Ray Herman and Clary Herman, uh, owner Clary Herman, to plot a course. But, uh, look, he really does represent the Central West well, and, and I think uh, he's going to be well-favoured in the market. Yeah,
4: I agree with that, Rob. Um, he'll definitely acquit himself well. Um, down there, and obviously uh, we'll talk about some of the other winners a bit later, but uh, I agree with the with the comments that a mile is um, is his pet distance. I'd actually like to see him probably stretch out further next year, maybe to a Townsville and Mackay Cup distance, um, which is probably the way he'll have to go, because
3: uh, I think weight in the bush might might hold him down, Rob. Yeah, he's got a New Zealand Oaks winner, I think, second or third down back in the pedigree. So I really think the t- 2,000 metres uh, will be a good uh, distance for him. But uh, it was a great win for him and a very deserved win, I thought, in the Sprout Ag Longreach Cup with this opening heat of the Country Cups Challenge. And uh, he's going to be a really good, worthy representative. We'll talk about the Northwest reps because I think the Northwest and the Central West have got two butte chances going forward into the Country Cups. But, of course, we also had the Country Stampede qualifier at Longreach. And an, another good win here for the Todd Austin-trained media biter getting up over Hazar, which flew home and uh, Zukas into third. And it was a one-and-a-half-length win. Brooke Richardson bouncing back from the fall at Junder two weeks ago. She ensured she was ready for long reach. And here's another Galloper that's uh, had three wins and two starts from five at the track. But he was well-placed. He was first up since the 8th of August, and he comes off two wins and three seconds in his last five. Uh, and at the distance, he loves it, this sort of distance, four wins and four minor placings out of ten. Toddy Austin really produced his horse with fresh uh, legs, Andrew, I thought. And uh, that could be the secret now to him, because when you look back through his, his program, he's got this ability to, to uh, get a few runs under the board uh, and then have a little freshen and come in with uh, fresh legs. In fact, he hasn't missed a money, the money once in 10 runs for Todd, so he's a very consistent horse, this eight-year-old by Denman. What do you th- assess his chances as? Because going forward, I'm, I'm quite happy to put him in, in a top five at the moment going towards the final.
4: Yeah, it's it's a, it's a hard one, um, Rob, and, and I'll just uh, echo your comments there with Brooke Richardson. Great to see her bounce back um, after what we thought was potentially a broken leg and flown out to Toowoomba, and um, she was hobbling around. She was in a bit of pain, but uh, she did the job. Carried Power and a big group of owners in Media Vita. and they've got a good chance. Uh, look, there's a couple of things in the race. Run 57.2, which was only two lengths quicker than the benchmark 60, which is a little bit of a concern, and, and only under th- uh, four lengths covered the top 10. Um, but, uh, yeah, you can't knock that he, he's a horse that goes really well um, fresh and, and he has acquitted himself very well out here in the West. Uh, when he went to Emerald, he, he was probably a couple of lengths off the speed there. So i I'd probably have him in the mix. Um, but as I said, I, it's hard to stay just yet without seeing the full complement of, of qualifiers. Out of the beaten brigade, yeah, Hazard was good if he gets back to a... Um, a race of his grade. And Zoukaz, he's been a giant killer all year and he's he's knocked off some of the big guns, hasn't he? Uh, Whether it be in Emerald or up at Cloncurry, always runs a really good race uh, for Boy Foster. And um, and Boy, he's he's qualified uh, two Battle of the Bush finalists, so maybe Zoukaz might be the one come Cloncurry or maybe even uh,
3: Blackall later in the month. Yeah, and remember that horses to qualify basically need to compete in one of these seats. Obviously, if you're a winner, you're putting yourself in a prime position to make the field. Uh, and of course, you must have three uh, country meetings uh, in the in the past 12 months to do that. And your, your comment about Zukaz I think, is good too, because when we come to one of the other winners, there's a form line represented there with uh, Zukaz beating home district uh, up there in Cloncurry. And the other thing I like about MediaBiter, you know he will get the 1,200 because he's won out the 1,300. and I just like the way he can sit on the on the pace and give that sprint. So I wouldn't be surprised if Toddy Austin plans this one to go in a little bit fresh. But uh, that was the long-reach heats that we had, uh, Steve and uh, Andrew. Uh, of course, we had a very big uh, meeting up, the two-day meeting up at Ewan. And uh, I think it's Robert McLaughlin's call we're going to hear mm-hmm with the winner of the uh, Ewan Cup uh, as the Country Cup's challenge qualifier with Break My Stride winning for 10 the halfway
2: across. mark inside the 800 and Break My Stride making every post a winner like Scotch and Dry. He's out with a big margin, three, four lengths for the good of Sizzling Sun. In fourth, we have no effort needed and hit snooze being niggled at. Then Pleasure Bomb called upon for a run from Don't Doubt Lara around the outside of Fluidity, taking off from LA Walking. But uh, Break My Stride's got him well the bit they come to the corner he'll straighten out about two or three in front over on the inside looking for a run is no effort needed out down the outside we have fluidity with a late run break my stride inside the 200 he's still in front going back to the inside we have pleasure bomb and no effort needed but break my stride fluidity's coming at him late break my stride in front fluidity lunges break my stride Break my stride has beat fluidity. Third in pleasure bomb, then sizzling sun. Yeah, now Ben Williams, Williams, Graham Cleesey, $4 and carried 65 kilograms, Rob. Break my stride.
3: Yes, yeah, Steve and Andrew. And the good thing about this win is uh, a noted front runner leading all the way. But that can be the case at Ewan. Ewan is a fairly hard track, um, as in there's a bit of grass on it, but it it's can be a little bit rock hard and some horses will, will uh, follow the field in. But break my stride out in front the whole way fluidity who's won from 1800 to 2100 absolutely flew in the last 50 uh meters but uh, he's only had the three wins in 25 but benny williams uh will have this off and he right also because his first run at the track and he's won up to 1600 1200 to 1600 he's got seven out of 35 andrew and he he came off a fourth at townsville in the open the previous week and he's a 73 and a half raider um he uh, does need two more non-tab runs so that's an interesting thing for him uh, it was his first win for the stable, but two more tab uh, runs. What did you assess of his uh, win there at, up at Ewan? Great, great win. Great front-running ride by Cleesey. Um, if you go back through this horse's formula, he we ran
4: eight for the Herobian, beaten four and a half lengths in a Cairns Newmarket, so he was well in here. Benchmark 69, though, the query of of this qualifier, Rob, um, he was pretty poorly placed, wasn't he, when you look at it? Uh, uh, might be some food for thought going down the the track. Um, Should all these qualifiers be an open handicap situation, Rob? Because uh, benchmark 69, this horse wasn't very well placed at all, and you're racing against a horse
3: that's only uh, won the three races. Um, I, I think you want your best horses qualifying. Yeah, it's probably a discussion for another day. It's just hard sometimes when they're all just open handicaps or open quality. Some of the fields do fall away in numbers, as we know, in some of the areas to attract them into that open category. You might only get the seven or eight starters. So I suppose it's getting getting the up-and-coming horse coming through, too, with some of these benchmark races. Uh, yeah, I'll sit on the fence on that one, uh, Blottsy, but uh, that's why he carried <laughs> the might. big weight. He carried the big weight. <laughs> he did. And he, that's he, a penalty, isn't it? And that's what you've got to offset. Uh, he, um, he won, I know, won, but I still thinking you want your George best horse, horses lining up in Brisbane. Yeah, no, he, oh, he's definitely.
4: done well. Fluidity certainly fluidity, <laughs> uh, made up some ground. I thought Pleasure Bomb, he's, he's been chipping away um, in this kind of company as well, Rob. So... Um, yeah, all honours there with the ride, I think. Um, break my stride, uh, Graham Cleesey and, and Benny Williams. He always turns his horses out and great, um, great fettel as well. So uh, nose was winning margin, length and a half back to third. Um, but I'll uh, sit on the fence uh, going
3: forward with that form line heading to Brisbane. Yeah, he's got a 20% win rate. So uh, he's a worthy contender. And we do know, of course, that uh, if that's his normal running style, there's going to be plenty of speed uh, put into the race. But, of course, they also conducted the heat of the stampede. And this is the form line through Zuka district for Johnny Manzeman and Justin Stanley, getting up by three-quarters of the length over Catmosphere. Now, Catmosphere ran on the Friday. Keep an eye on it as well because he was very impressive and he's got speed and he's backed up with the run on Saturday with the second. And Polar Blast is a decent horse here. Again, there was only uh, less than a length over the three runners, but the Long Row seven-year-old, 10 wins out of 56. He's got the perfect 10, what's he? 10, 10, 10, when you look at his record of first, second and third. Uh, He won at Ewan on the Friday last year, and then he backed up at Twin Hills on the Saturday. And the thing I like about District uh, is the fact that he can uh, travel, he can stay up for a long time. He is tough. In fact, last year it went Ewan on the Friday, Twin Hills the Saturday, then a week later, one at Mackay, back on the 23rd of August. He's run second in a photo, and you call that day, to Zukaz. He came off a third at Dooman over the 1,100 metres, so he's had experience at the track. I think he's one of those horses that will be right on the pace and he'll be right there at the finish. Um, and guys like Justin Stanley takes a ride, for example, uh, he'll be a worthy representative for you in coming out of that um, uh, stampede heat. Yeah, I agree with District. He's won two of his
4: last uh, three, um Three runs in 11 days. The fifth behind Frugal was a good win as well. Uh, In my notes here, uh, three quarters by short, I fed 56.75, so he ran some time. And as you said, Cat must be a great job uh, to back up from the Friday and also Polar Blast, who's no mug, into third. And uh, some of the beaten brigade, uh, Raiden, only 2.6 lengths away, uh, Hailers Terry, the speedy Hailers Terry, in Seventh and the Drama first up. We can look for him over some distance a little bit further down the track. But uh, yeah, District he he's a model of consistency. Uh, as you said, thirty times in the money from fifty-six starts. It's uh, pretty good in anyone's language.
3: So reading between the lines, you're probably favouring District a little bit more in the Stampede rather than Break My Stride in the uh, in the Country Cup. At, at this early stage, Rob, at this yes. Point. <laughs> <laughs> We don't want to go the early crow in these things. But as we now turn our attention to the um, third of the Country Cup's qualifiers on his home track for Rodney Hay and Robbie Farr, the informed, confident Robbie Farr, with the Teophilo six-year-old gelding Galapagos taking out the Taroom Cup on Saturday.
2: As they come down to the 600, down the Tarim Cup, and still this battle on up front. It's Richard in front, held together, leads the way now from Silent Flyer. Rather Salubrious has done it tough, and here's Galapagos, the locals, circling on the outside. Followed next now, Rather Salubrious dropping out of it. Well back now with Snippet coming to the turn with Boiling Good On You. Still last, King Max up towards the home turn. It's Richard in front, but here's Galapagos circling on the outside. And shortly after, Galapagos, he bolted away from. Richford in the early part of the straight clear, then over boiling, starting to run on, and then silent fire Galapagos, though, is nicely clear inside the hundred over Richford and boiling. And it's a local victory in the Taroom Cup Galapagos, too good. Second boiling, third Richford, fourth. Silent yeah, fire. started around $3.20. Second favorite, Robert Farr and Rodney Hay, the trainer, Rob.
3: Yeah, and Rodney Hay uh, has got a good one, I think, uh, here might have been his home track, and yes, it is a left-handed track, and those listeners who all ask every year, there are four in Queensland, Taroom, uh, Nurima, Baduri, and uh, Birdsville. But uh, on the home track, great victory, and good to see that it's going to be a representation that comes from that home area going down to Brisbane. Uh, I wasn't sure about this particular galloper at first, but then I did a bit of research on him with his five wins out of 18. He's a six-year-old. He's only won up to 1,400, but he was with Cody Morgan. And back in May 19, now I know I'm going back to last year, he was third at Colding, over 1,500 at Randwick. And he came from the back of the field that day. And I sort of equate his run a little bit to Balenti in that this fellow had to circle the field and sustain a run. And he did it very well and went away with that two-length uh, margin. And he's won at Sandville over 1,200 his last run. And it's only his third run for the stable. So if Rodney Hay can, get him back anywhere near that uh, Rose or Randwick form, this horse could be uh, a very good value chance going forward into the uh, final. Yeah, I I agree. Um, Robbie
4: Farr, he summed that race up beautifully. He didn't get um, involved in that early speed battle um, and he presented the horse at at the right time and, um, yeah, Galapagos over the top. Big query, obviously, um, in the distance column. Rob, and that, that comes mm-hmm. now to another conversation for another day, uh, having a 1,400-metre qualifier for a 1,600-metre final. But in saying that, he ran time, 122.28, which was significantly faster than the, the benchmark 50. And I've liked what I've seen. Uh, even that run first up for the stable, um, he started short uh, when beaten by Addicted at Emerald. And as you said, he's gone bang, bang since. Uh, defeated Boyling and Richford, who were pretty gallant in defeat. But yeah, Rodney Hayes, uh, he puts a lot into to bush racing. We see his colours floating around the Central West here, often with David Rewalt. Uh, and getting the cash here and, and the opportunity to um, race for some of
3: those city riches. You know, we'll say Richford made the final last year and he is a bit of a Cups winner, Richford, down there for Jackie Crompton. So the form line isn't too bad with Richford and also Silent Flyer was back into some really good form. Um, not too sure about the depth of the, the race in the other competitors there, but yeah, one to watch for me, Galapagos. Um, and uh, I think, yeah, it could be a good little value chance as we look at the... The sprint there, the Stamping Qualifier, over the 1,000 metres. And this one is a speedster. Absolute bonzer for Kevin Miller getting up over Walshie. And the mechanic, um, Walshie uh, has won over the 1,280. So he's not going to have any trouble with the distance should he make the field. But absolute bonzer. I have a query here with him in that... Uh, The final's over 1,100 metres, and it just may test him because he's two runs this time in on the 14th of April behind Sharander who got beaten at Rocky over the 1,100 and then Pro-Anne over the 1,100 at Mackay, and both times he was leading and weakened. So he's come off a win over 850. He's gone into the 1,000. He's got plenty of speed. Uh, He's going to have fresh legs going into it, but my query, uh, Andrew, is whether he will get the distance in that tough competitive field.
4: Yeah, 100%. Um, he's, a, he's a very speedy horse, that's that's no doubt. But 1,000 is his go. But um, great for Kevin Miller and, and the Maverick, Martin Haley, in the saddle there. My query again, only 2.8 lengths covering the top eight horses, so they were coming at it. Um, the favourite new Alliance, Rob, it's got a bit of a boom on it. Um, back in fourth, I'm assuming they'll probably try and slot another qualifier in uh, a little way down the track. But uh, as you said, Walsh in the mechanic, good runs to take from the race. And um, yeah, we'll follow them w- with a close eye.
3: And let's remember, it is the left-handed way of going, so it's his home track uh, or the home track for Galapagos, and uh, and as well, absolute bonds has done well to handle that left-handed way of going to come back to our normal Queensland way. Now we go to the exciting one as well. That probably was a bit of a surprise when we go to Mount Isa, and of course, the Cleveland Bay winner Deadly Choice as the seven-year-old by Golden Snake, who's the absolute champion of the northwest. What a mouth-watering final it would be if it came down to deadly choices and Valenti out of the Central West and the Northwest. But, you know, you can have these dreams in racing. He's got one more qualifying run because he's only got two non-tab runs up his sleeve. Um, But he only just got up from loud enough and snippy strategic. Any concern there? I don't personally think so. I think they'll just have this planned to the minute. Uh, And Dan Ballard will be back on board, hopefully, in the final. But uh, he's, he's in, he's already qualified, and he's last year's winner, Andrew.
4: Yeah, don't worry, they'll have, they'll have him right by December. A um, little bit of a concern, yes, but he still got the job done, didn't he? So he doesn't have to chase that qualifier at Cloncurry, which may have been a bit of a, a concern because it is at handicapped conditions, so he would have carried the grandstand there. He's through. We want to see him through to defend his title, that's for sure. Loud enough, though, I mean, take nothing away from this Galloper. Up there in the northwest, he, he's definitely the second in line to the throne, isn't he? Um, I called him winning the mile race there when he beat Valenti at cloncurry uh, he went to a townsville cup he wasn't disgraced there so looking forward i'd love to see loud enough qualify as well i dare say he'll go around in that heat of cloncurry uh friday week and those are winning margins three and a half back to third they did run time 127.84, which was significantly quicker than the, the b which you you would assume snippy strategic down of the run as well though rob um He's a horse that's just been chipping away all year, and um, I think he's been in the prize money all but just a couple of runs. So he's been a good spinner for connections, but deadly choices. um, He's through. Um,
3: He did win ugly, but he did win. As all good sportsmen can do in different situations. I will say one thing. Last year, he had three runs from the 5th of October through to the final. Uh, Prior to that, ran on the 17th of August, prior to that October run. This year, he's commenced his little campaign from the 5th of September. So a very similar pattern evolving, and he's got that extra month up his sleeve, I think, this time. So, yeah, he goes in, and he'll probably go in as the opening favourite as the defending champ. But what a great win by Wicked Wiki in the Stampede uh, qualifier over the 1,000 metres. Tanya Parry, of course, had a great day we'll talk about, but he's had him since September 17, 2017, and he's had 10 wins and seven minor placings from 22 at Mount Isa, with this being his sixth run, uh, this preparation. And there's one thing I will say about Wicket, two things. He goes well at this time of the year when you look back to his form. This is where he starts to get good. And he tends to get a sequence of wins together. In fact, his last start was second to Deadly Choices. He, he will be longer in the market, and he's getting a bit long in the tooth, this Wicket style. But uh, if he can transfer that form to the grass at Dooman, he won't disappoint the Northwest.
4: I think the big thing to take from the day is it was um, a good reward for Tanya Parry, who trained four of the five winners. Um, wicked wiki, I probably wouldn't find a place for him. That's no disrespect in a, in a heat in a final in Brisbane. Uh, he's a Mount Isa specialist. Um, and I've, without any disrespect, it didn't have a great deal of depth, that uh, that heat, that's for sure. Tempesta Rosa, uh ran a good second and, and Issa third, both the favourite, missed out in Yarra Power. I think Yarra Power's now retired. But uh, Wicked Wiki, as you said, his Mount Isa records um, brilliant, 17 out of 22 in the money. And and his overall records um, reads pretty well as well, Um, 14 wins, 18 minor placements from 68 starts. So well-deserved for Tanya Harry and Tanya Parry. And Terry Hill, one of the good guys in racing, uh, rode a treble at Cloncurry a couple of weeks ago and backed it up with a double there
3: on Saturday, Rob. And it wasn't hard to sum up the rest of Mount Isa. Andrew with Terry Hill with the double, as you mentioned, he kicked it off with Eyes Isa Princess, uh, Princess for Tanya Parry, where she got the Quinella with Lingy running second. Uh, Keithy Ballard kicked home, uh, ignite the magic for them. The love conquers all. And then uh, the other winner on the day, she got the big race, the Lord Derby Stakes, uh, over the 1200 for Bakur, for Jason Babarovich on board over such a drama queen and uh, King Landon. And, uh, yeah, just watch Wicked Wiki. I think you'll find up there he'll string a sequence together. It's his time of the year. At this time of the year, it's just a pattern he seems to have. But uh, going forward, Andrew, of course, uh, when we look at these heats of the uh, Country Cups and the Stampede, the next one comes up at Cloncurry. You're calling the tab meeting up there on the 9th of the uh, 10th. Did you see anything extra out of that Mount Isa meeting that would suggest follow them at Cloncurry? Uh, Because it's the only meeting on with a uh, heat that particular weekend. And and you'll be coming back uh, next Tuesday to do a little bit of a preview of that particular field. But anything else out of that Mount Isa meeting that you saw or took your eye?
4: Oh, I think I'll, the obvious one's loud enough, Rob. I think he'll be very hard to beat at Cloncurry. But it is chalk and cheese comparing both tracks as well as, as, as we see with a lot of wood tracks. Um, you'll see a completely different team of horses come out at and I believe um, Todd Austin will be heading that way. Wouldn't surprise me if uh, John Manzellan pops up as well. So uh, all interest certainly will be in the Noms uh, next Monday, that's for sure. But uh, the obvious one out of the Mount Isa meeting, um, yeah,
3: as I said, is uh, loud enough. And, of course, those heats go in twos after that. The 17th of October uh, down to Blackall and Innisfail. The 24th to Clifton and Gympie. I think the Clifton one has actually moved to Gundawindi. The 31st to uh, the Burdekin Race Club in Yappoon. The 3rd of the 11th to Charleville and Cumbia. And then the 13th to uh, Emerald Jockey Club, if it's still racing on that track. Cairns on the 15th and Roma on the 21st before the big final on the 5th of December, as we've uh, analysed this morning with uh, you, Watsi. Great to have you on to cover those four heats of the uh, opening round of the Country Cups Challenge and the Stampede. Good morning, uh, Rob. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, listeners. Thank you. That's Andrew Watts with us this morning, Steve. And just to go back and wrap up the features that came out of those uh, meetings on the day, as I can get my notes in the correct sort of order. As I said, uh, the Longreach meeting out here was a, a fantastic day and it was a day uh, of doubles, of course, out of Longreach. Um, and uh, great to see that Toddie Austin got the double, Ray Herman got the double, and uh, as well Matty Mitch Gray uh, got a double at the meeting, just to quickly wrap up the remainder of these meetings. Uh, it kicked off with uh, David Riewoldt, his stable, getting you're not wanted in the class four up. But then Dakota Graham got the first leg of the double for Ray Herman in the, with the 1,600-metre winner in Do I Have To? And Toddy Austin produced Wicked Grimshaw with Maddie Palmer back out. He won five races on this program last year. And this Wicked style, he's getting better on the uh, dirt tracks. And uh, he was an impressive winner over Aqua and Harvest Pride. Paddy O'Toole and Matric, uh, Matty Gray, that was the second winner for Matty Gray. Golden Feathers over Features, Golden Features over Bomber and Mont Tout. And uh, we mentioned, of course, already Media Mediavita and Valenti. And uh, a bit of a plunge on on burden for Clinton Austin and Tessa Townsend took the final event on the program in a big field. And we had capacity fields in quite a few of those um, races there on the week weekend. and uh, But good doubles all around there for Matty Gray, uh, Ray Hermit, and, uh, of course, Todd Austin. And then when you went to that Ewan meeting on the Friday, great to see these two-day meetings. And uh, they had... Uh, I, they had crowds there. I think they may have had bookmakers on the second day, on the Saturday. But Johnny Manselman, he bookended the program on Friday. Harry Rocket, Justin Stanley going up for the rides. He got the winner there. And then Pietro Romeo, Butte ride on tabbing that variety. He never gave up on that horse. and He kept urging him, got the momentum going, and he reeled in Master Agar and Chick Box. He's riding well, Pietro Romeo. Good to see Ethel Ryan. He got a couple of winners over the uh, program. He had uh, West Rock with Frank Edwards uh atmosphere we mentioned a moment ago, he ran on both days. but congratulations, Darby Amos. He produced Tatachilla, which is an ex-John Mansman horse in race two on Friday, the spirit of boom having its first run for the stable, but most importantly, Darby's first winner in nine times to the uh, races. He got up and defeated Johnny Mansman's Harrington and Artie et Marty into third. and on the on the Saturday, the racing continued up there. Trevor Williams all the way from Emerald with Metro Lefeuille. I've been packing that one a few times out here. And he gets up at Ewan after being unplaced at Longreach and Emerald. Uh, Red Denaro for Athol Ryan. There's the second of Athol's winners with Scott Sheargold, who had a double on the Saturday. Also with Rising Boom for John Barr. And we mentioned District winning for Johnny Manserman. And to finally wrap up Taroom, we mentioned Kevin Miller with absolute bonds. Well, he had a race-to-race double. In fact, Manila missed. Paul Hamlin. Paul went all the way out there, and he got a winner there on this Sedarius in the uh, Benchmark 50 handicap. And the other couple of winners there on the day, Jeffrey Schrader had uh, de Harris, a uh, fast and famous four-year-old, with uh, Heather Pollard winning on that one. And Smarty Jack for Norma King, the real saga, took it over Striking Princess in Varsity. That wraps up all of those um, meetings, Steve, and the Mm -hmm. wrap-up with Andrew this morning. As I said, we'll continue to do this with the preview and reviews of the Country Cups and Stampede, but after the break, we come back with the 40th winner for Fabs Cowboy when we welcome Tony McMahon to the show.
0: The winners, the people, the places, and everything that makes country racing great. This is Bush up towards the home turn, and Fabs Cowboy made his move now. He's applied the pressure to Money Ad. He's Money Ad's giving him a bit of a race for his money, but it's Money Ad just in front of Fab's Cowboy, who now asserts his superiority. Fabs Cowboy and Money Ad, they're putting on a good show. It's Fabs Cowboy on the outside, and there's these 40th win, $300,000 he breaks. He beats Money ad three links back then to uh, Al's Brief and tailed off as Lucifer's Angel. Yeah,
2: and the punters were cheering, Rob, that took the twos on about Fab's Cowboy. A month between runs there at Gladstone on the weekend. I tell you what, on
3: any sand track, you'd take any odds, I think, on Fab's Cowboy. He has an absolutely fantastic record and none better than Gladstone 7 from 7 as we welcome Tony McMahon. And great to hear you call and getting that 40th winner up for him, Tony, because it was a great day out for Fab. Billy Johnson with a double and, of course, uh, Rebecca Wilson with the treble. Good morning to you, Tony.
0: Uh, good morning, Rob. Yes, well, Fab's Cowboy didn't need me to help him. He's just one of those uh, freakish racehorses that can uh, win 40 races in this day and age. It's uh, it's inconceivable, really. Uh, the other horse, his stablemate, did put up a good fight, uh, referring to Money Ad. Uh, actually, he sort of headed Fab's Cowboy once in the straight, but the other horse, under the conditions of the race, with uh, the, the plate conditions, uh, carrying 60.5 less three kilograms, 57.5. Lead. If there is such a thing, in, in such a good thing as a certainty in racing, well, I'd say you'd have to say it was Fab's cowboy at Gladstone last uh, last Saturday.
3: 14 wins, 13 seconds, four thirds from 92, seven from seven at the track. Tony and his last three wins have all been on the different sand surfaces. You'd back him on a certainty with those conditions. If any, if any of the finals, if he makes one of those finals, we're on a sand track he'd be almost odds-on favourite, I think, in, in any final. Yeah, spot on there, Rob. Uh, wouldn't
0: it have been a wonderful old creaker had the Alpin Park been going in this, this day and age? <laughs> Fabulous horse. And and just speaking about Fab's Cowboy, that uh, stable mate, Money Ad, he's won 18 races as well. He's had 97 starts, 18 wins and 24 placings, so he, he's not going too
3: badly either. Oh, Billy Johnson does a great job uh, with the team and these older horses keeping them going, but... You could virtually sum up your day there with uh, Rebecca Wilson. With uh, That would be a first for her, I would have thought, a treble for the day. She took two other races on the program.
0: Yeah, I believe so. She's a credit to uh, Michael Akey in Brisbane, and she rides very, very well. I haven't come across it too many times, but uh, no, I wouldn't be afraid to put her on. She uh, started the day off in fine fashion on a horse uh, called uh, Aquila, ridden by Rebecca Wilson. Now, this was a good ride. She just uh, sat in behind the, a bunch of leaders and took a split uh, in the straight, and uh, it didn't look like the horse was going to get up, but in the last bound or so, it uh, got on very strongly to beat uh, Toy Whitty, who was the favourite. And uh, a good win by Aquila and a lovely ride by uh, Becca Wilson. Uh, it, Aquila is by um, Jetspur, and the second horse, Toy Whitty, by Whittington. So they're both Queensland Red coves. And uh, Quinky, uh Chloe Kinky Toes by Carrara finished third. That was the maiden uh, plate race two at the last raceway. But they had a good crowd there too, Rob. Uh, they opened the gates to. Uh, a controlled number of people. I think there were 500 people on course, but uh, they really enjoyed themselves. Plenty of atmosphere, these Gladstone meetings. It's uh, been very sad to go to a couple of the meetings there with no people on course, but they made up for it on Saturday. And their next meeting on the 24th of October, which is uh, Twinney Valley Cox Plate Day, I believe they're even allowed a bigger crowd on that day. Getting back to last Saturday, the second race winner was very impressive, a horse called uh, Yasio. It's a horse by uh, Fulishio. And they're ridden by Richie Oakford. He only rides very heavyweight horses, Richie, but he's quite a competent rider. This one's trained by um, Chris Attard. It missed the start and uh, under 60 points, uh, or 60 kilos to do that, and to spear through along the rail and to win as cheekily as it did uh, made it a very impressive win. It, it did have good form on the grass before uh, coming to Gladstone, so but that was that was probably the best win of the day apart from the uh, Fab's Cowboy. Two dollars seventy.
3: Actually, Tony, so. if I can just say. I, I, I'll leave it to you if those two come into a race together. Aquila and Oasio could be quite interesting in the last 50 metres. No, you're not wrong, Rob. I'll, I'll tell
0: you about another horse I'm
3: coming up to shortly, too. Uh, in that race, uh,
0: Oishio, Super Leon in second, a horse by Super Easy, trained by John Poynton, ridden by another one of these uh, young ladies that was up there called uh, Isabella Tay. And the third horse uh, in that race was Betty G, ridden by Shannon Stephan, a by Per uh, in Canto. That took us to the... Um, the third race, and this is the one I, I didn't like calling, Make Me Rich Witch. I mean, the people that registered these horses, they must never have called races. So I'm not <laughs> going to go into what people have called it. I've I walked on it about six times, because as you know, Rob, being a caller, when you get something in your mind, every time I said Make Me Rich, I had to think, what am I going to say next? And it was, it was Witch. Uh, so I don't like that name at all. I'm sorry. Good luck to the folks that have it. and uh, it, it's, uh, it's won a couple of races for them, but it's, it's, a, it's a hard one to call. This was a very impressive win, the horse called Uh, Dulcy, uh Brazen bow horse trained by Daryl Gardner, ridden by uh, Becca Wilson again. And did rob home by about uh, five lengths, carried the 58.5, but the claim it was far too good. It was a benchmark 45 handicap over 1194 metres. Beat Eidelia's dream, uh, Shannon, Stefan, uh, Sebring horse. And the third place going in that race was uh, My Certain Right Down weights written by Jason Miss in a poet's voice. But um, Dulcie it, it'll, uh, it'll win quite a few more races on that sort of track. And I'd, I'd say it's up to Rockhampton standard, too, if they get the right race for it. Um, that's yeah, interestingly,
3: Tony, just one, one thing there, Tony. Uh, uh, it's had four runs for the stable, three wins in a third. They've all come on the sand track, so he's certainly got the ability to handle the sand track surfaces around the place.
0: Yeah, no question about that. And a big, strong fellow, too.
3: He, he romped home.
0: Uh, we have spoken about Fab's Cowboy. Uh, in the fourth race, and that took us to the to the last event at Gladstone. This was over the uh, 15, 16 metres, and, and the deck who certainly wisely travelled. He gets all over the place, trained by uh, by Tracy Simmons written by um, Malik Castle. It was uh, it was too good. It scored by four and a quarter lengths. I think it's in Townsville or somewhere on Saturday. It just uh, really does travel. Uh, Tracy takes the horses all over the place. Mackay, Rockamp Rockhampton, Claremont were the three starts leading up to the Gladstone win. And it was good to see David Simmons down there too. He's enjoying life uh, since he's retired uh, some months ago. Still got that uh, broad smile on his face. But the second place got a source called Mystery Element, Natalie Summers. And third was uh, Port C. But it wrapped up a, a good day, a return to uh, to racing conventionally with the crowds at Gladstone last Saturday, Rob.
3: Yeah, Dave Weenert uh, was talking to a texting last night and he was mentioning how well that went off and uh, they're looking forward to the next meeting. So good to see these clubs getting crowds back. I just got to ask Malik Castle, that was only a third meeting back after a year off riding. I'm not sure of the background there, Tony, if you've got any information, but third meeting back and she's 6 the decorator. Yeah, I've got information. She um,
0: had her baby with her, 10 weeks old, mm-hmm. and, uh, in the process of writing the story about it. That's why she was off for so long. But uh, she wrote it uh, very, very well, and uh, it was lovely to see her there with a her, with oh, 10 weeks old, Courtney, the baby, uh, just outside the jockey's room throughout the day. So it was a fitting reward for her to, to win.
3: Well, great to hear the wrap-up of Gladstone. Where do you head to next, Tony?
0: I'll be at Gladstone on the 24th of October, um, Rob. I'm just uh, an old part-timer these days and, and
3: enjoying it that way too. <laughs> and calling as great as ever, trust me. So uh, great to hear you coming out of Gladstone on the weekend. Thanks for coming on Bushbeat this morning.
0: Always a pleasure, Rob. Thanks for having me.
3: Danny McMahon with us, Steve. As, um, that wraps up our country racing. Of course, we've got meetings coming up this Saturday. Uh, Alpha back there, once a year meeting. They've been able to get the meeting back there. And great to hear that as of October 1, the uh, conditions change with crowds with a one to two square metre rule being applied to uh, race clubs. So Alpha races with a crowd. We've got Charleville, Idesville, Gordon Vale, Richmond, Tara and uh, Townsville. And uh, of course, uh, if people have uh, missed the show, I'd like to hear uh, the show again. The replay, the replay of this show will be up on Radio Tab Twitter feed later on at Radio Tab Aus, just Radio Tab Aus, and it'll also go up on the On the Bit Facebook page after lunch for anyone who missed the show. Often people ring me and say, "How do we get to listen to it again?" Well, that's probably one of the easiest way. Many people know about On the Bit, so go to the On the Bit Facebook page, too. But Big wrap-up of a weekend and uh, great to see these uh, Country Cups Challenge and Stampede underway. And uh, already we're starting to think in our minds who's going to be the champion at the end of the year after the Saturday uh, meetings uh, there. And if following shows are next week, be back next Tuesday. If you people just email me at barkersnews at optusnet.com.au. Uh, we'll be back next week uh, to continue with the great stories from country racing.